My weirdest request was to put my nipple up his nostril. <laughs> it's like, what do I do upon point of insertion? Do I cry? Do I shimmy? Do I rethink my life choices? Do I slap you with a Bible? What do you do, man? Hey, going, welcome to the Manacast episode two. Solving all of the big issues. Be sure to get at me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and SoundCloud. Working on getting this thing up on iTunes. They're reviewing it at the moment as to whether they're going to let me uh, on the iTunes store or not. So, fingers crossed. But the big issues we're going to be solving today are drunk driving. We're going to solve delivery KFC, which I think is the biggest problem of our generation. And I've got special guest Jasmine in studio today who's going to help us solve the problem of having to be clothed and sober at work. Um, Jasmine and I talked for ooh, around half an hour, so I think I'm going to upload the full interview uh, as well as this podcast, which needs to be under 10 minutes. So I think we've got about five minutes on this one. If you want to hear the full thing, I'll be uploading that uh, as well on SoundCloud. The first question I wanted to know, um, what's the most money you've made in a night? $1,620 in lap dances and $800 in tips. Hello. Shit, so what, like two and a half grand? <laughs> yeah. In one night? That's unreal. Um, there must be some creeps that come through. Like, who are the, like, what are the creepiest guys that you've had come through the strip club? Um, I once had a guy in a lap dance tell me that he booked me because I looked like his granddaughter. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Is there somewhere that you can go to, like, report dudes like that? Is there, like, a no, form that, you can fill out? It's literally our job to deal with them. They're, like, they can't get a real woman, so they come into a strip club and pay oh, for one. Gee. Although, to be fair, I suppose you're providing a service because if he didn't have that then the next best thing would be his granddaughter. I suppose. It's almost like a therapist. Yeah, yeah. Strippers are the new shrinks. (laughs) Naked therapists. But, like, I've also had guys ask me, like, what my weirdest request was to put my nipple up his nostril. (laughs) It's like, what do I do upon point of insertion? Do I cry? Do I shimmy? Do I rethink my life choices? Do I slap you with a Bible? What do you do, man? (laughs) Yeah, that's one of the weirder ones. But, my God, like, some of them are just gross. Like, a guy paid me $400 expecting me to pee on him in a lap dance. What? And I was like, you can keep your four hundred dollars. I'd yeah. rather not piss on you. Jesus, that'd be the end of your night, totally. You'd have to go and clean yourself up. Yeah, He's yeah. gonna have to clean himself up. Now you're the I'd girl that's like, pissed on like, a guy. I just like clean up the lap dance room, like yeah. Like, like imagine having to explain that to my boss as I'm cleaning. Yeah. I'm like grabbing all the cleaning supplies. Then he tells his mates that all of a sudden you're the girl that pisses on people. <laughs> like they're all lining up to come and get peed on. No. You were talking about um, motorboating that guy, or that guy motorboating you. I motorboated a girl, it was, she wasn't a, well she was a stripper, she's a topless barmaid. Oh yeah. Anyway, I seen her a few hours later and she had beard rash across her chest. Stash rash is the worst Stash dude. Rash. Stash rash. I, I, I'm literally working on right now, writing like a catalogue of stripper problems or things that you don't expect to happen when you're a stripper. Really? And stash rash is number one, man. Really? Like, on your nipples is the worst. Oh, I'd be like Velcro. Oh god, nah, I just, oh, I can't even put it into words. <laughs> 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 have you have you ever seen people like strippers injure themselves on I stage? I have injured myself so many times. Have you doing what? I got drunk off my ass one time, like absolutely shit faced. Yeah. I anxiety puked before I went on stage. <laughs> um, I, I guess it was also kind of tactical. Well, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I tripped down the stairs going onto the stage and shattered my ankle, but I didn't realise it because I couldn't <laughs> feel it at all. Because you were and drunk. I, yeah, and I danced for another three hours on my broken ankle. Far out. So it was. You were trying to climb the pole with a broken yeah. ankle. Yeah. 
so um, <laughs> I was wearing a moon boot for a little while after that. Were you still stripping in the moon boot? Yeah. Did you have people putting tips down your moon boot? Yeah. <laughs> it was a great time. How do girls get around like relationships when they're strippers? I've seen so many strippers turn lesbian because they're just so tired of the male population. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> but, um, How much did you tip? Because I was at a strip club the other night and... I well, which one? Come on. You went to the mermaid, didn't you? No, it was Dreamgirls. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I had, I had, like, a $2 note. I put it in my mouth. And that's something I think is rank. Like, putting... The, do they wash the, that money? No. Yeah, so I've got this $2 note that, like... Do you know where that money's been? It's been in so many ass cracks and so oh, many vaginas and yeah. so many other men's mouths. Like, and like, imagine all the people that have handled that. That's yeah. disgusting. You don't think of it at the time. <laughs> but I put it down the front of her undies with my mouth. And I, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Ranked yeah. me out because the next morning I had a zit on the end of my nose. <laughs> <laughs> I felt terrible because then she pulled the two like two dollars out. I was like, oh, thanks. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Like, how yeah, much should you tip? I've had guys try to hand me two dollar coins. I'm like, sweetie, that ain't a coin slot. <laughs> uh, oh, that's what I wanted to ask about. Periods. How do you get around? How do girls get around dancing on their periods? Either sponges, moon cups, or tampons. But tampons, you have to put the like you have to either put the string in with the actual tampon or cut like, it off. Cut it off. But I'm always afraid it'll get lost. Yeah, because then you're gonna have to go around fishing around to try and get it back out again. Yeah, and having a tampon removed with forceps is never fun. Trust oh. me. Trust me. It's the worst. <laughs> Let me go ahead and take your word on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What do you mean sponges? Are these? Are there there's like little circular like sponges. They're, they're designed for sex workers, so they can still you know do oh, things yeah. on their period, do the frick frack. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just really useful. Have you heard any horror stories about girls? I don't know getting their period when they didn't like didn't realise it was coming or. Um, yeah, um, there was actually a night where I bled twice through my tampon on stage. Really? I thought uh, it happened the first time, and I was like, "All right, sweet, my moment of horror is over. I can." <laughs> carry on and it happened the second time at the end of the night and I just cried on the stage <laughs> <laughs> alright I'll let you get out of here thanks for coming in Jasmine and answering a few questions all good right, so the biggest issue I've been grappling with since I was a little kid is that K-Fry doesn't deliver it does my head in can you imagine if you were just sitting there maybe you're a wee bit hung over you hear a knock at the door you open it and some cousin's standing there with a bucket of the colonel's finest that's the world I someday want to live in I've got a couple of mates who live in Thailand at the moment and they have delivery K-Fry over in Thailand and because of the ridiculous exchange rate, for like $5 they can have a Zinger burger and some Wicked Wings at their door within like 10 minutes. It's unreal. I want that in New Zealand. So that's why I got real pissed off when I saw that fake page saying that there was K-Fry delivery here in New Zealand. I was like, you guys better not be fucking with us because this isn't something to joke about, right? This is dead serious. But they were joking. It was a hoax. So there's no delivery to KFI here in New Zealand. But I've got the solution. What you need to do is some industrious cousin out there needs to get his wee hatchback, set up a Facebook page, and go out and make deliveries of KFI to everybody else. It'll be like the Uber of fast food. All you do is you get on the app or the Facebook page, you place your order, you pay a little bit of commission, a little cut off the top for the guy to go out and get it for you, and then he goes out either goes through the drive through or if the line's a wee bit short he might park up and he could do like 10 runs in one go you know just make one trip to K-Fry and then drop off at five different locations you know you'd make quite a bit of money just like an Uber driver but for fast food but the best part is if you were placing the order you know when you place an order for like 
Domino's or Pizza Hut, you just get Domino's or Pizza Hut. But with this guy, the sky's the limit. Your only limit's really your imagination. You could place an order to three different places. You could have like the holy trinity of fast food. You could go and get a Whopper burger with a side of Wicked Wings and a McFlurry, all in the one order. You could even get the guy to stop off at the dairy around the corner and pick up a block of chocolate or some mo- mo- Bro, you could get popcorn from the movie theatre. You know, I've been, I've been planning this thing for about three, four days now. I've been talking to people about it, and that's the first time I've thought to get popcorn from the movie theatre. God, how good would that be? Imagine the movie night at home, but you've got, like, theatre popcorn. Oh, it'd be expensive, though. Fucking it'd be worth it, I reckon. Because now you've got the K-Fry, you've got the Burger King, you've got the uh, McFlurry, you've got a block of chocolate, some fucking uh, popcorn there. All you need now is a block of butter and a shoehorn. you got yourself a good time. So one of you industrious bastards out there needs to start doing this. Get your wee hatch back together, set up a Facebook page, maybe an app, start delivering food to the masses. You're going to make millions of dollars and you're going to send me a cut because I came up with this shit, alright? Issue solved. We all know someone who's been pinged for drink driving at some point and, um, you know, I'm not condoning it or endorsing it, but it, it happens from time to time. I know one guy who parked his car up a pile of firewood, um, tried to bolt, he didn't get away with it. I know another guy who turned his car on directly outside the pub, which is across the road from the police station, also didn't get away with it. But I did hear of one guy who got away with it, and I was pretty impressed. Uh, So if you ever end up in this position, here's how to get away with drink driving. So this guy who we'll call fucking Fred was at a country pub out in the Wops, and um, he'd had had a big night. You know, he's got an absolute skinful and he decides to call it a night and try to drive home. He thought, oh, I'll just take the back roads, mate. There'll be no traffic. We'll be sweet. At some point in his journey, he's come off the side of the road and ended up sideways in a ditch. And he came to in the driver's seat and looked around and thought, oh, I'm in a spot of bother here. And so what he did was bu- unbuckled himself out of the driver's seat, slid down into the passenger seat, buckled himself back in and pretended to be passed out again. So that when the cops turned up, they would just see him passed out in the passenger seat and couldn't prove anything. When the cop did get there, he ripped the door open and just goes, Fuck you, Fred, we know exactly what you've done, mate. We're going to ping you for this. We're going to get you. But they couldn't because all they could prove was that he was in the passenger seat, buckled in and unconscious, and he just claimed he didn't know how he got there. I think the most impressive part of that story is the composure from the man who's already got a skin full, he's just been in a car crash, to come up with, on the spot, the idea to unbuckle yourself, slide down, buckle yourself in, and just fake it. Like, I'm not encouraging that kind of behaviour, but you gotta, you got to admire the audacity of the man. So if you do end up in that situation, that's how you get away with driving drunk. Alright, that's all we got time for this week's episode of the Monocast. Thanks for downloading. Like I said, the extended version of that interview will be up on the SoundCloud. Working on trying to get this thing on iTunes, I'll let you know if that happens. Um, feel free to give me some feedback. It's real good. A few people have messaged me and sort of told me what they liked or what they didn't like, which is always good. Don't want to just be sitting here tuning out a dog shit podcast and no one's telling me about it, so feel free to hit me up. See you next week. Cheer. She don't wanna be saved, don't save her. She don't wanna be saved, don't save her. She don't wanna be saved, don't save her. She don't wanna be saved.